walk into the forest. It's a spring day. There's the sounds of chirping birds. Light is dappling through the trees. You can feel this soft moss underneath your feet. But walk into that same forest with Alan Muscat, and you'll see it in a totally new way, as a giant grocery store. There are a lot of spring greens that are now reaching like full maturity. I mean, you could easily pick a salad. You'll actually have flowers that you can eat along with greens and things like shoots. There are mushrooms, at least a handful all year round. There's even a soda aisle. Any time of year, you can dig roots and eat or make things like root beer out of them. And there are barks that you can make what tastes just like root beer without even having to dig. You just clip them up and maybe simmer them. Alan is a foraging educator in Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville's a pretty well-known foodie destination. It's the kind of place where you can hop from a local wine or beer tour out to a dinner at a farm-to-table restaurant. But even within that context, Muscat's group No Taste Like Home is pretty unique. They take visitors away from the restaurants and out into the wild to learn all about North Carolina's incredible biodiversity and how to enjoy the wild foods that are growing all around them. I say B.C. before Costco. We did our shopping outside. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. This episode was co-produced with Explore Asheville, and today we are going out to eat, as in out of the supermarket and into nature. After this. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. I like to say when you're foraging, it's very easy to find what you're not looking for. Sometimes I find wads of cash. I mean, literally, you know, I found like $1,500 once, like in a wad of cash, like, and I was just foraging. I mean, I've not found gold, but I found just about everything else. This is Alan Muscat. I'm a foraging educator. I live in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm the founding CEO of a company called No Taste Like Home. 
and we teach people to forage. We take them out to eat, as I like to say. For 30 years, Alan and the train guides at No Taste Like Home have been taking visitors to Asheville out into nature and showing them how to forage, how to find food out in the wild. First, they're, they're given some tools, they're given a basket, they're given a knife. And then he answers the question that is at the top of absolutely everyone's mind, which is, is this safe? You know, the things people are typically scared of and which ones that are real, you know, like poison ivy, which ones aren't a concern like bears or, you know, and which are in between like snakes, which is rare or bees that might sting you. And honestly, the least of your concerns is eating the wrong thing, because the main rule we have is that you show it to us first. Despite this, there is still a lot of tasting on a No Taste Like Home tour. On a given spring day, you might eat little bits of wild greens, ramps, bamboo shoots. You might find some strawberries growing wild. Maybe all of that sounds pretty familiar, but there's often some real surprises for people, too. Like when we hang up, I'm going to go pick pine pollen, which is a very short window, and I look forward to it every year. Pine pollen, the yellow stuff that comes out of a pine cone. The trick is to get it before it opens up. Like the day before the pollen is released into the air, to me, it's a very mild flavor of like powdered milk. So it goes so easily into, you know, a smoothie or anything. You can also take that powder, mix it with liquid and make a kind of fudge or even a brownie. Well, it's known ironically as a superfood if you go on the Internet and if you go to the people who actually have it in their yard, it's known as annoying garbage that falls on your car that you have to take to the car wash every day. That's one of the surprising things about foraging. Some plants that look very familiar when you start, you come to appreciate in a new way. I'm sure you've seen violets before, the little purple flowers. But did you know that they help with digestion? Or the dandelion? Maybe you've pulled those out of your lawn, but they are, although a little bit bitter, pretty delicious in a salad. We show people that you know, you'll probably weed out the grass instead of the dandelion after you know how good it is for you. Alan's journey towards foraging started as a young man when he was growing up in Miami. My parents were and are foragers in a sense. And to elaborate on that, like, they love yard sales. I say I'm an opportunivore sometimes. And so I adopted... This idea that, wow, you can get something for nothing. Like, there are opportunities here. I was hiking in college for the first time, and we were on the Appalachian Trail, and I witnessed people eating blueberries on the trail. And it's weird that despite the fact that growing up in Miami, we had picked avocados from trees that seemed to be wild. There was never a sense... Maybe they're because they were trees and I assume someone had planted them. That, that this thing grew up wild and that I could get my food directly. In the 90s, Alan landed in Asheville. Alan is quick to point out that you can forage pretty much anywhere, but it is probably no accident that his life as a forager took off in Asheville. We have one of the most diverse, uh, what's called temperate rainforests in the world. 
possibly the most biodiverse. And that means that there are at least 300 wild edible plant foods and another 300 or more edible mushrooms here. Asheville is at a crossroads. It's home to both northern and southern species, and the city is surrounded by the Blue Ridge Mountains. Let's say you took like a um, some tinfoil and you crumpled it up and then you tried to like pull it apart. That's what the mountains are like. A lot of creases, a lot of hollers we call it, or hollows. And in those, there's these protected environments where you get things that today are famous like ginseng, it grows in only rich places. Today, Asheville's known as kind of a foodie's dream. It's home to countless farm tours, local wineries and breweries. There's even a Western North Carolina cheese trail. Alan says you can trace all of this appreciation for good food right back to the incredible biodiversity in the city's backyard. There's a great sense of, you know, being local. Now, that's, that's all over the place now, but it's been in Asheville for decades. And part of that is Appalachian, you see, because they used to call foraging make-do food, right? You did it because you had to. So a lot of places are local because they have to. Which brings us to the next part of a no-taste-like-home tour. Because, of course, you can pluck a dandelion straight out of the ground and start nibbling on it, but you can also try cooking it. At the end of the tour, there is a demonstration. And let's say you've picked some greens and you've got them in your basket. We might just saute it up. And if there's a mushroom, do the same. Even at home, a mushroom often doesn't take more than like butter, salt, garlic, pepper maybe. And then it's delicious on top of any type of carb, like pasta or or grain. One of the most unusual things about the No Taste Like Home tours is that they partner with restaurants all around Asheville. So after the tour finishes, you can bring your wild bounty right to one of these partners, and they'll cook it up for you. One of these partners is the Marketplace, which has been serving farm-to-table food for over 40 years in downtown Asheville. Its chef and owner, William Disson, is even an avid forager himself. Our oldest partner, the Marketplace, sort of classically makes what they call a gratin, which would be almost, I don't know if it would be fair to call it like a pizza, but that means cheese. So you've got a lot of cheese and mushrooms in a little like terrine, sort of like I think a uh, quiche you would imagine. Uh, Another one is like a spanakopita, which means spinach pie, spinach pita, but you could do that with stinging nettle, which right now is at its peak. Your foraged appetizer is actually free, and you just pay for whatever else you get at the restaurant. So it's a good deal for everyone. And so those are two ways to actually you know, enjoy what you gather. Beyond enjoying the fruits of your labor, sometimes actual fruits, and eating this delicious meal that you picked yourself, Alan says there are a lot of other benefits of learning to forage. Like the next time you go out into nature, instead of seeing what he calls a a green wall, you start to be able to identify specific plants, specific mushrooms. And it gives you this sense of being connected to the place, of nature having a kind of real specificity and deep, deep complexity. If you've ever done yoga or rock climbing or surfing as a way of meditating, foraging has a lot of similarities. When you're foraging... You have to be real careful that you don't pick the deadly plant. 
And so you have to be present for both the dangers and the treasures. And either way, it's a meditation because you're present. You're not in your head thinking. You're, look, you're present to what actually is. I like to say, even if nothing goes in your basket, you're still fed. You can find more information about No Taste Like Home tours on their website. We will post a link in the episode description. And if you're interested in checking out some of the many other culinary adventures and food tours in Asheville, head over to exploreashville.com. If you can't make it to Asheville, Alan says there are plenty of resources out there for foraging in your own backyard. He recommends connecting with a foraging or mycology group near you so you can learn firsthand what is safe to eat in your area. If that fails, go to the fanciest restaurant near you and give them your number. Say you're looking for the person who forages for them and would like to become their apprentice. This is a great idea. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. This episode was produced by Amanda McGowan. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire, Gabby Gladney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There is a link in the episode description. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.